folks, take your Bible and uh, keep it handy today because we're going to be looking at several scriptures. And uh, Ecclesiastes, first of all, Ecclesiastes, right after Proverbs, Psalm, Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, okay? And there's one verse there, and then we're going to get into, uh, into the message. The title today, going with an Olympic theme, go for the gold, go for the gold. Don't, don't run just to run, let's run to win in our, in our walk with God. So, so what, what does um, Solomon say in Ecclesiastes? Chapter 9, verse number 10. Dave just, Dave and Ava, they, they, this is, should be a theme verse for them. Whatever your hand finds to do, do it with all your might. Whatever your hand finds to do, do it with all your might. And guess what? When all of you in this section do it with all your might, and then this section, and this section, and this section, when we all do it together, it's amazing what God's going to accomplish through the body of Christ. You don't all have to be teachers. You don't all have to be preachers. As a matter of fact, some of us would not be necessary if that were the case. But you have skills and abilities that God wants to use for His glory. So whatever your hand finds to do, do it with all your might, with the might of God. Well, let me ask a question. How many of you are enjoying the Olympics? I hope, I hope you are because I'm going to be talking about that today and I want you to know what's going on. Uh, Marcia and I really, really love the Olympics. Um, it's killing her sleep time. Marcia thinks she has to stay up until it's over. I stay up till I'm tired. Okay, there's a difference between us. Um, we love watching the Olympics. Now, beach volleyball, not so much. Why in the world do they have to dress like that? Okay? And diving? Nah, don't watch that. Um, Marsha loves gymnastics. I love the races. Gymnastics drive me nuts. It's so subjective. The judging. And I've heard judges say, well, she's a really nice young lady, and if she would do that a couple years from now, she'd probably get a higher score. And I'm saying, but races, what's the clock say? Okay, it's beautiful. I love this. And especially the relays. I love watching the relays and the teamwork and the timing and the passing of the baton, the precision that's involved in this. Now, if you were here last week, you remember me saying that we need to play by the rules and we need to run within the lines. And if you get outside the lines, then you're going to be disqualified. Did that not happen with the America 4x1 team? They didn't get inside the lines to pass a baton, and they were disqualified. And that's what happens in our life. We need to run according to the rules. And if we do that, we're going to end up like the women's 4x1 relay race. If you missed it, catch it. Teamwork. We're in blue, by the way. Notice I said we. Well, I 
Guess what? We're red, by the way. I'm sorry, that was 2012. That wasn't 2016, okay? That was red. It still shows the teamwork, does it not? Working together, playing by the rules, passing a baton. If, if you do good, if, let me put it this way. Like the, like the men this year, if you do something bad, it affects everybody. If you do something right, it affects everybody. And the, the, the men did messed up, and the ladies did it right, and, and they won the world champions, you know, awesome, awesome, awesome. So the Olympic teamwork reminds, uh, reminds me, anyhow, so much of the church. We're working together for a common cause. We're working together for the cause and the mission of Jesus Christ. We're putting our personal agenda aside, and we're prayerfully saying, what would Jesus do, and how would he do it, and how can I be part of what he is doing? The Bible is filled with teamwork. From Adam and Eve, where God said, it is not good for a man to be alone. How many of you that are married today are thankful for your spouse? You better say amen, especially if she's here. Okay? And it's teamwork in the home, and there's so much that we can learn about that. Teamwork, working together. So from Adam and Eve to the spreading of the gospel in the book of Acts, they are all working together, doing what God has called each of them to do. I saw this acronym this week for the word TEAM. Here it is. TEAM. Together. Everyone achieves more. Together, everyone achieves more. We see that in the Olympics. We see that at home. And we see that in the church. Team. Team is the fuel that allows common people to do uncommon things. And I want to do some supernatural things. I don't want us to work in our own strength and abilities. I don't want us to accomplish what we can accomplish. I want us to see what God can do through our lives. Folks, the world is hungry. The world is looking. The world is searching for truth. They're looking for something that matters. And they need to understand that we, First Assembly of God, we love people, we love God, and we know the answer, and the answer is God Almighty. But we're going to need the power of the Holy Spirit in order to do this. Just common people. I'm looking at common people, and so are you. Common people doing something supernatural by the power of God, and that's what God wants us to do. I read this week where a football coach said, it's easy to get good players. It's getting them to play together is the hard part. So we're going to play together, and we're going to do things together, and we're going to see what God's going to do. Because I found there are people who watch things happen, and there are those who make things happen. And then there are those who wonder what happened. Um, we want to make something happen. We, we want to change a city for Jesus Christ. Folks, two weeks ago, as we were in Baker, Montana, what a great experience. I'm still just kind of loving that experience. And a town of 1,700 people. And I'm walking through the town, and I'm, I'm on the roof, and we're building and doing things. And the thought that came to my spirit was this. Wow, in a small town like this, a church can make a really big splash. Immediately, immediately, God spoke to me. He said, Dan, you're in a small town. Don't you think it's time to make a big splash? I think we have a great church. 
I think we have great people. We have people who love each other. We worship God. We love God. We believe for signs and wonders. We're seeing God do some amazing things. And we need to make a big splash and work together to make sure the people outside these walls know what God is up to. Because we have what they're looking for. We have the power and the presence of God. So it's going to take more teamwork to see these kinds of things happen. So as I was in prayer this week, I was walking around this room, and, and I just sensed in my heart, talking about teamwork, that the church is more like a game of basketball than it is a round of golf. A round of golf, you sit up there, and it's all you, baby, whatever you can do. Hit them long and hit them straight. That's what you all do, right? In golf, it's every man for themselves. In basketball, and I played a lot of basketball, it's called teamwork. And if somebody's staying around not doing anything, it's really hindering the other four players on the court. But when you flow together and work together, man, you have that chemistry going on and you're going to be able to accomplish something. So you, you, you're, you're reaching out for the, for the goal. And as a matter of fact, God has given us a goal in his scripture. And I want us to look here today at Matthew chapter 28. And here's the goal that, that Jesus Christ gave us. Matthew chapter 28 and verse 19 and 20. Jesus said, All authority has been given to me. Therefore, go. Here, here's the goal for the church. Go and make disciples of all nations. Now the word nations there, you may or may not know this. The word nations there is people groups. You know, you go through the mall and you see somebody wearing these peacock hair, hairdos. That's a people group. And God said we're to reach all kinds of people groups. There's people out there different than you and me. You, you understand that, right? And everybody wants to be an individual. You go to the mall and the same kind of people are hanging out. And God loves all those kinds of people. And the church needs to find a way to touch them and reach out to them. Probably it's not going to happen by saying, we have a great church, come to it. We probably are going to have to go to them somehow and talk to them about the love of God. Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And then Jesus promises, surely I am with you always to the very ends of the age. That's the goal of the church. The goal of the church is also in Acts 1 before Jesus ascended into heaven. And here's what Jesus said. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And many people put a period after that and say, man, we need the power of God. There's not a period in God's word there, okay? There's a semicolon. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, semicolon, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem. And by the way, that's your hometown. Wherever your hometown is, your neighborhood, that's your Jerusalem. This local church is your Jerusalem. And we need to make this church as strong as it can so that we can do what? So that we can reach Judea. And that's the outside areas in Samaria. That's the different people groups. And then to the very ends of the earth. God has given us a goal as a church. But it will take everyone doing their part to see this happen. My concern with this message today is that some of you are going to say, well, Pastor Dan thinks that nobody is doing anything around here. Believe me, percentage-wise, we probably have more people involved in ministry in this church than any other church that I'm aware of. 
You people are amazing. We are busy. We are active. We are serving. We are doing what God wants us to do. And if we're not busy doing something with our hands, we're still busy praying for our church and praying for the power of God and praying for our services. And this is what it's going to take. But some of you might say, but Pastor Dan, I don't have a part. I don't have a place. God can't use me. There's nothing special about me. Well, if that's true, then God's a liar. Okay, so that's not true. So first thing I want to look at is this. We all have special abilities from God. And Dave Tanner, Dave and Abel are up here, and they were just explaining the special abilities that they have to further the kingdom of God. In Ephesians chapter 4, verse number 7, I want to read this to you. But to each one of us, grace has been given as Christ apportioned it. The word grace in this, let me just explain what this is. All of us need the grace of God to be saved. We are saved by grace, not by, not by works, lest any man should boast. We need that God's amazing grace to be saved. Second, on grace. We need grace so that we won't sin. The book of Titus says that we have grace that teaches us to say no to ungodliness and worldly passions. So we have grace to be saved. We have grace to keep us saved. And now in this scripture in Ephesians, we have the grace of God to make our life matter. We have been given grace by God as an individual so that we can do something that really no one else can do as Christ apportioned it. It's a special skill set, a talent, and a desire specifically made for you. Did you ever wonder why you're made just the way you are? Some of us are wondering that too. God made you like you so that you can be you, so that in the body of Christ, that you can fill a hole and fill a space that no one else is filling at this time. It doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman. It doesn't matter if you're five feet tall or, or six feet tall. It doesn't matter. We are all people that God saved by His grace. When He saved us, He gave us special abilities, and now we're to use those for the glory of God to spread the good news throughout our area. And every one of us can do that. Dave does it with a hammer. Joe does it with, man, he's laying concrete. It doesn't matter what we do as long as we do it for the glory of God. We do it according to the plan that God has for our life. Wes was doing it as he was leading us in worship today. So to me, this is cool that God gave the church a mission we just read about. And then he says, within the church, I have given everybody gifts and abilities to fulfill that mission. That all of us work together. And you know what? We all get a gold medal. This is mine. Marcia gave it to me because I'm such a wonderful husband. And it won't even fit over my head. <laughs> Isn't that awesome? Maybe I'll just wear it like this. I look like I'm an Egyptian or something. God gave, I guess my hair's too long. It wouldn't go over it. God gave the members of the church a mission to reach our world. It is something that it should be exciting when we gather together. We can say, here's my part. What's your part? We're going to all work together. We're going to see God do some amazing things here. And then, so, so this is what he said. You know, he, God did not give one of us all the ability, or we might have the idea that we don't need each other. But believe me, I don't... When we're working on that portico over there, it was funny. Pastor Sammy and I were just kind of saying, you know what? 
We're just waiting for the guys who know what they're doing to tell us what to do. Nathan was up on the trusses just walking these things, and they weren't even tied down yet. I said, what's the matter with you, Nathan? But I let you do it. I didn't want to do it. It's all the body of Christ. But they needed somebody to hand sheeting up. Okay? We're all working together. That's what it is. If you've ever been on a building project, you understand that. The church is a building project. We're building a church for Jesus Christ. We're reaching a city for Christ. And, and, and all working together. It's really kind of fun. So, you know, Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, this, this is really an interesting verse. 1 Corinthians 12, 12. The body, talk about my, my body right here. My body is a unit, though it's made up of many parts, and though all of its parts are many, they form one body. So, so, it's kind of embarrassing. Would you look at me? <laughs> kind of embarrassing. But, but look, I have fingers. I have toes wiggling inside my shoes. I have eyeballs. I have ear. I got a heart inside. My appendix is gone. Can't use that one. We, 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 so many, so many parts to make up this body so that I can function as a human being. And Paul says, as, as the body has many parts, the body of Christ is the same exact way. That we have many parts, all of us are a part of it, and you put us together, and whoa, you cut us off, not so good. So, so let, let me read uh, verse 14 here. I'm in 1 Corinthians 12. Now the body is not made up of one part, but of many. If the foot should say, because I'm not a hand, I do not belong to the body, it would not for that reason cease to be part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I'm not an eye, I do not belong to the body, it would not for that reason cease to be part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? But in fact, God has arranged the parts in the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. If they were all one part, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts but one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. And the head cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. Paul was saying in the body of Christ, we need each other. All of us uh, have, have, have strengths and all of us have weaknesses. And where I am strong, I can make you strong. And where I am weak, you can make me strong. And we all are going to be working together. And that's what the body unit says. The body cannot, or the eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. So Leroy, I need you. Paulo, I need you. You're my brother's. And you have abilities that I don't have. And as we work together, man, that's what the body of Christ is all about. So, you, you, you know, just, just think about this church. Sunday morning. And I know I'm going to miss something, okay? So forgive me. Forgive me already, okay? Somebody cleaned the church. Somebody's running sound. Somebody's running PowerPoint. Somebody got the PowerPoint ready to be run. Somebody took a video we're going to show in just a moment. Somebody's playing the guitar. Somebody greeted at the doors. Somebody made coffee. Somebody picked up somebody. Somebody taught Sunday school. Somebody taught the little children. Somebody taught the older people. It just goes on and on and on. Just have a Sunday morning service. We need each other. That's awesome. Go for the gold. Where's my, where's, go for the, I'm not going to do that again, but go for the gold. Okay, go for the gold. Okay, we need this. What's the old song? The hip bone is connected to the 
backbone, ankle bone, I don't know what it is. Probably not the ankle bone, there's probably something in between there. Um, <laughs> I never did real good in science, okay? I just want you to know that. Biology, I guess. Um, but, but Paul said, imagine if the whole body were an eye. Imagine if every one of you said, man, I wish I could be just like Marcia. Marcia is awesome. She can play. She can sing. She can talk. She can teach. She puts up with pastor. Imagine if everybody was just like Marcia. Imagine that would that be freaky. That'd be yucky. But 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 we're all different. And and different isn't bad. It's just different. There's nobody like Anessa in the whole world. I mean that with all my heart. <laughs> but we need each other. Folks, that's the body of Christ. We are to be on a mission, and the mission is to reach the lost. The mission is to grow the, the believer and strengthen us in the body. And for us to say, I don't have any purpose, I'm just going to come to church, that's not right. That's not biblical. The biblical thing is, I'm going to use my talents, my abilities, my skills for the glory of God. And if that means that I'm going to teach a Sunday school, if it means I'm going to pick up a piece of paper, I'm going to do it all for the glory of God. That's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. So don't let the devil mess with your head to make you believe you're not important. And when the eye and the hand start to work together, that hand-eye coordination, you can hit a baseball, but imagine what the body of Christ can do when the eyes and the hands and the nose and the feet and the liver, and we all work together as a body of Christ, we can do amazing things. And folks, I believe with all my heart, I believe this, I believe this, that this church is on the verge of making a great splash in our community, and people are going to hear about the love of Jesus Christ because of the ministry of this church as we all are working together. Man, if I didn't believe that, I'd go sell shoes or something. I used to do that 100 years ago. Kitty shoes. <laughs> Joe and I, we had fun, didn't we? I remember one time I went to back into the, 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 the warehouse storage area to get a pair of shoes for this young lady. He was up on his shelf with a fire extinguisher. This is back in 1972. And he soaked me with that fire extinguisher. And I had to walk out to that young lady soaked. And it was you who did that, Joe. <laughs> and here we are serving God together. Amazing. Amazing. Don't let the devil mess with your head and say you believe you're not important. Don't let the devil mess with you and say, you know what, there's really nothing I can do. That's wrong, man. That is wrong. I just looked back at Belinda back there. If you need somebody to organize something, if you need somebody to make cookies, go to Belinda. We need to find our uniquenesses and use them for the glory of God, and we need to go for the gold. And you need, you need, we need to allow ourselves to be part of doing the mission of Christ. Fred and Lola opened up their facility so that Dave and Ava can stay there. It's amazing. I'm just looking around. Some of you are saying, Pastor, don't call my name. And some of you say, please call my name. God's watching. I need to join all of us. Number two, I need to join my abilities with your abilities. 
And in the book of Nehemiah, chapter 2, so go to the Old Testament, there's a cool story. Nehemiah, and, and uh, he, he, he saw the city of Jerusalem, the walls were torn down, it was a mess. God put it in his heart to rebuild the city walls, and, and they were in bad shape, they were burned, they were tumbled down, they were destroyed. It was a huge task, he couldn't do it by himself. He got some of his buddies together, and in chapter 2, verse 17, and boy, you cannot miss this. He says, you see the trouble we are in. Jerusalem lies in ruins and its gates have been burned with fire. Come, let us rebuild the wall of Jerusalem and we will no longer be in disgrace. Let us do that. Us. Isn't that a good word? He didn't say sit there and watch me do it. He said, let us do it. Verse, chapter 2, verse 20. The God of heaven will give us, us success. Us. Um, chapter 4, verse six, 6. The people worked with all their might. They worked together to get the wall done. And here's the way they did it. One family took this section of the wall and they built it. The next family took this section of the wall and built it. The next family took this section of the wall and built it. And they went all the way around the city. And everybody was doing their part. And when this family got tired, this family says, hey, that's okay, we'll come over and help you. And they begin to work together, and a miracle took place because in 52 days, as they all worked together, they rebuilt these walls. And it was an amazing thing as each part did their work. They encouraged each other, they motivated each other, they helped each other, they prayed for one another, and together they did much more than they could have ever done individually. And what about their enemies at that time? Because they had a lot of enemies. In chapter 6, verse 16, I want to read this. When all our enemies heard about this, all the surrounding nations were afraid, and they lost their self-confidence because they realized that this work had been done with the help of our God. They realized it was done with God's help. Isn't that exactly what we want around here? We want to do something together to accomplish the mission of God that the enemies of our church are going to be afraid and say, wow, I'm afraid to mess with Louisville First Assembly. And then that God only would get the glory for what's being done. Folks, I want it to be so, so amazing reaching our communities is at this, that anybody's going to say, Pastor Dan, we know you and your abilities. We know you didn't do it. I'm going to say, that's right. It was God. It was God. It was all of us working together. You wouldn't believe the family of God. You wouldn't believe how everybody gets involved. You wouldn't believe how we all take a part. And this is what, what happened in the days of Nehemiah. And this is what needs to happen today. Folks, we need to go for the gold. We need to go for the gold. None of us can do it all. We need each other. And all for the cause of Christ. And we have a huge mission and God put all the pieces together right here. I believe that at Louisville First Assembly, I believe that everything we need to build a powerful church is sitting right here today. Well, what about all those that are going on vacation? They're part of our church. They're just not here. I believe that everything we need to reach our city is right here in this room right now. That's why you're here. But here's what happens. 
as we do our part and the church begins to grow and, and your loved ones and neighbors are getting saved and giving their life to Jesus and the church begins to expand, guess what? As the church begins to expand, then the mission that God gives us is going to expand and therefore it's going to include not only you but all the new people that are going to give their life to Jesus. No one's going to be left out. There's a spot for everybody and that's the body. I am not ready to have my hand cut off. I remember back in the 60s, my, I don't know why I thought of this. My cousin was in the military over in Turkey or something like that. And if they caught a, a shoplifter, they cut the hand off and hang the hand up in the store. That would stop shoplifting. But I'm not ready to have my hand cut off. We need each other. We need each other. We need each other. The third point today, together we can do more than each of us can do separately, together. Um, Book of Ephesians, I want want to go to Ephesians one more time here today. In chapter 4 and uh, verse number 16. Chapter 4, verse number 16. From him, the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. The supporting ligaments there in that scripture are you and me. We're all a muscle, and we're all supporting together and holding everything together. Um, I, I, I heard about a horse-pulling event at a county fair. The horse that won was hooked to a sled, and it pulled 4,500 pounds. That's beastly. The second-place horse pulled a sled that weighed 4,000 pounds. So we have 4,000 pounds and 4,500 pounds. So individually, they pulled 8,500 pounds. So somebody had an idea. How about we, we yoke them together? Yoke's the word, right? Yeah. We link them together, and we see what they can do together. Separately, they pulled 8,500 pounds. Together, they pulled 12,000 pounds. Together, we can do more than we could do as individually, separately. We need each other. And we are part of the body of Christ. And God has a plan and purpose. Folks, it's so awesome that you can live 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, 90, 100 years on this earth, and you can live with a purpose. It's more than just going to work tomorrow and getting a paycheck and paying your bills and then going to work on Tuesday. That's an awful life. But if I can go to work and understand that God still has a purpose for me, I have an occupation, but I have a ministry as well. And God has a plan and purpose for me. And sometimes the two blend and they mesh together. We are held together as each part does its work, is what the Bible says. So we need to go for the gold. So if we're going to be a church, let's be a church that strives for the things of God. If we're going to be a church, let's not be satisfied just going to church. Let's be the church. Man, I'm excited for the future. And we have an opportunity to make a big splash, to do something for God in our city that has never been done before. Folks, next year, next year, this church will be in existence in Louisville, Ohio, 90 years. Established in, what what is that, 1927. 90 years. 
You know what my heart says between now and next year? That we're going to make a, a big splash. And we're going to tell people that we have the answer. And the answer is Jesus Christ. And this is my part and this is your part. And together we can all do our thing and we can just see God do amazing things. And I hope you're not hearing. We all have to be teachers. I'm not hearing that. Uh, Doug Neff is using his, his electrician skills. We're all working. We're all uh, Bobby's back here. Carp. We, we, we just have, there's just so much. And, and, and some of you, I hope you're not saying, well, pastor, he's preaching that sermon because everybody's lazy. This is the you guys are amazing. That's not the case. But God has given us a big mission. And I want to see that mission fulfilled. So we need the power of the Holy Spirit. We need people who will pray. How many of you will pray for the mission of this church? Let me see your hands. God, do something great in this church. God, use me in this church. We have the cause of Christ. We need to lift up the name of Jesus. Folks, a number of years ago, we had a prayer walk on a Wednesday night. We went around our community uh, praying as we're walking. We had, we had areas around the schools, around the parks, and we're praying. And Marcia and I were walking around in a group around the football field. And, and, and we had a, a young kid, young kid, eight or nine years old. They said, what are you doing? They said, we're telling people about Jesus. Who's Jesus. Well, I thought in Louisville, everybody was a believer. Folks, I don't want that little boy growing up not knowing who Jesus is. And we need, to, we need to do our part. We need to understand the mission, that God has a mission for this church. And when I watch the Olympics and I see the passion for something, as I mentioned last week, that fades away, I want to have a passion for something that's going to last forever. And I want to have a passion for Jesus Christ. Man, we're on a mission it's time to step out in faith. It's time to take a risk. And it's time to be the church. I used to take a lot of risks 25 years ago in this church. I've been too cautious. It's time to take a risk. Pastor, what's that mean? I don't know. I'm trying to figure it out. But I want you to know, we sang that song today. It is be my joy to say your will your way. I want to say yes to the Lord before I know the question. I want, to, I want this church to be a light in this community. Folks, I want to, I want to show all the deepest love and respect that I, I possibly can for my brothers and sisters, Christian brothers and sisters in this community. But let me ask this question. If this church doesn't spread the life of Jesus Christ, what church will? We have the power of the Holy Spirit. We have the anointing of God. And it's time to make a difference. It's time to make a splash. I should have a beach ball up here and just kick it out there and make a splash. We need to make a splash. We need to let people know. There's people in this town don't even, they don't even know this church exists. That's wrong. A year from now, that's not going to be so. It's not going to be so. God forbid. So what is your place on the team? What is your place on the team? What's your place? What's God want you to do? What's God want you to do? If you're a guest today, I want to say to you, there's nothing more valuable as far as giving my life to something than knowing I'm giving my life to the things of God.
because the, the reward is eternal and lives are going to be changed. But it's time that some of us, oh, I want to be nice. It's time we just realize God has a plan for me and I want to do it with all my heart. Whatever your hand finds to do, do it with all of your might. Folks, as we close today, if you want your life to matter, you just don't want to live on this earth and then die. Man, isn't that, that sounds awful. <laughs> that just sounds awful. Darren, imagine, I know you're not that way. Imagine just living to die. I don't want to live to die. What's the, what's the old, 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 old saying? I think it came from Braveheart. Every man dies, but not every man lives. I want us to live, and I want us to live for God. And I want this church to make, be a light in this area. And I want to make a difference. And I want you as a, my teammates and all working together for the glory of God. There's something for you. If you want your life to matter, we're going to do something a little bit different. You've been listening to a sermon from Louisville First Assembly. For more information, visit www.firstagonline.com. That's www.firstagonline.com.